Welcome to Rhema for Today Radio. But you see, the Word of God teaches us that we are made new creatures. You're not that same old creature you were. We are made new creatures in Christ. And that old things have passed away. And that all things have become new. God looks upon the sinner when he comes to Jesus and when he's born again, when he's made a new creature in Christ, God looks upon him as though he had never done anything wrong. He looks upon him as though he had never sinned. Welcome to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. This week we begin a new series by Kenneth E. Hagan entitled, In Him. Do you know who you are and what you have in Christ? Do you know that as far as God is concerned, you are who the Bible says you are? The Bible is a legal document sealed by the blood of Jesus. But you must believe and confess what the Bible says about you in order to make it a reality in your life. That is how you take your place in Christ. Also, later in today's program, Ken and Lynette will tell you about this month's special radio offer. Right now, here's Kenneth E. Hagan with today's message. Our text for this particular series is 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 12. Just the first few words of this verse for a text and a subject. Fight the good fight of faith. That's the only fight that the Christians called on to participate in, the fight of faith. If there is a fight to faith then there are naturally enemies to faith or hindrances to faith or else there wouldn't be any fight. We remember that Romans chapter 10 verse 17 said, So then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So a lack of knowledge of God's word is the greatest hindrance of faith that there is. Naturally, if faith comes by hearing the word of God, as Romans 10 17 says, then it follows that a lack of understanding of God's Word will certainly produce a lack of faith. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Now often we hear Christians praying for faith. And they really are not dealing with the problem correctly. Because faith comes by hearing. And hearing by the Word of God. It's knowledge that we need. A knowledge of the Word of God. And if we receive knowledge, we will have faith. If we don't receive knowledge, we won't ever have faith, because that's the way it comes, is by hearing, hearing by the Word of God. Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. Our faith grows with our understanding of God's Word. First of all, understanding the new birth. Understanding our redemption. Understanding our righteousness, understanding our place in Him and His place in our lives, understanding how to act upon God's Word, understanding our right to the use of the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, understanding what the Word of God is talking about when it said, let us hold fast to our confession. Now, a lack of understanding of what the new birth really means and what it is will hinder faith. We remember that 2 Corinthians 5, 17 said, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Everybody say, he is a new creature. He is a new 
The text went on to say, old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Now, I've heard people say, and I suppose you have too, well, I lived such a terrible life before I was saved. And I'm just sure you know that the Lord wouldn't do anything for me. For instance, they may need healing for their body. And sometimes uh, there's the need to be filled with the Holy Ghost and so on. But you see, the Word of God teaches us that we are made new creatures. You're not that same old creature you were. We are made new creatures in Christ. And that old things have passed away. And that all things have become new. God looks upon the sinner when he comes to Jesus. And when he's born again, when he's made a new creature in Christ, God looks upon him as though he had never done anything wrong. He looks upon him as though he had never sinned. You remember Isaiah 43, 25, where God said, I, even I, am he that blotteth out thy transgressions for mine own sake, and I will not remember thy sins. You see, we need to look at things the way God looks at things, not the way man looks at it. With God, not only is the sinner's past, that is their sins, remitted and blotted out, but all that that sinner ever was is gone, blotted out in the sight of God, and he's become a new creature. Glory to God. And in God's sight, he is a new creature, or as the margin said, a new creation. Hallelujah. And that's how the believer needs to look at it. Glory to God. I remember a number of years ago, I was holding a meeting in, well, to be exact, in the month of September 1953 in Waco, Texas. So I was driving home because I'd, uh, Waco was about 100 miles south of Dallas, and we lived in Garland, suburb of Dallas. So after a Friday night service, I'd drive home and uh, then be there on Saturday. We had no Saturday service. I'd drive back Sunday afternoon. But this was a Sunday night program. We had closed the revival meeting. We'd been there four weeks. And on Sunday night, I drove and I was driving along, dialing along on the radio, trying to find something that was interesting enough to listen to. And uh, I picked up a station, because it's late at night, I picked up a Chicago station. And I don't know who the minister was, I don't know his church. Because you see, well, he was preaching when I got into it, and when he went off, they ran over, and evidently it must have been a, I, well, of course, I guess it was a reproduction because it's late, but anyway, they never stated anything, just went right on to another program. Nonetheless, in the course of his message, this minister was pastor of a church, evidently, I gathered from what he said, because he said, our church maintain, has maintained for several years a mission down on Skid Row. And we include in our church budget every year several thousands of dollars to help the mission stay open and keep it going. Well, some folks in the church couldn't see, he said, the necessity of appropriating these thousands of dollars each year from their church budget or including it in their church budget to keep the mission going. So he said on one Sunday night, before they were to uh, have their church budget and present it for the coming year, I had a gentleman to come from the mission who had been saved, who had been gloriously born again, become a new creature in Christ. I had him to come on a Sunday night and give his testimony to the church. The man was about 67 years of age, and he, the pastor went on to, to relate his testimony in his sermon. He said, uh, the man gave his testimony, and I said to him now, you go into some detail, because the people here in the church don't realize what's happening out here in the world a lot of time. And, and they live protected lives. 
And he said, uh, as far as possible, go into detail, even among some of the more uh, lurid areas of life, as you could in a mixed congregation. So here was the man's testimony. 67 years of age at the time. He was three years before he'd been born again. And then had continued to work in the mission for the last three years. But here was his testimony. Because see, people think a lot of time that those folks sometimes down on Skid Row come sort of from the lower strata of life, so on. But this man said at 30 years of age, I was a practicing attorney here in the city of Chicago. He was a member and he mentioned a certain firm, lawyer firm that he was associated with. And just simply had a, a lovely home and wife and a 12-year-old daughter. Uh, or, uh, or actually the daughter at that time wasn't 12 years of age. At that time she was 8 years of age. And he had uh, several automobiles parked in the driveway and a beautiful home. But he said, I began to drink socially. And I was just sure I could handle it. But he, at 34 years of age, he wound up an alcoholic. He couldn't handle it. And the law firm, you know, they lost customers because of him. And finally, they just had to exclude him, put him out of the law firm. And so he said his wife couldn't live with him any longer. He lost his home. He lost his cars. He lost his money and his wife. And at that time then, four years later, 12-year-old daughter left. And he said for 30 years, now think about that, from 34 to 64, there he was down on Skid Row, just living, you know, out of the garbage can, so to speak. Uh, an alcoholic, bumming a dollar here, a dime or a quarter, whatever he can to get another drink. And he'd go particularly in the wintertime, you know, because it's cold out there on the streets. And it can get cold in Chicago. And he'd go to the mission, you see. And they would furnish a bed and give him a warm meal. But he said the time came when uh, they made the uh, rule that you didn't eat until after you had attended a service. Before they just fed him, you see. And so he said, well, he's hungry, you know, you get hungry enough, you do anything. So he slipped into the service, the chapel service, sat out on the back seat, thinking about, you know, the nice warm soup that he's going to get here directly. But through the preaching of the word, God got a hold of him. And when they gave an altar call, he said, I went to the altar and I was born again. And I became a new creature in Christ Jesus. Praise God. And then he had worked there, just continued to stay on and work for those three years and had one more alcoholic than anybody else. Amen, because he understood them, and he had been where they were, you see. And then he went on, uh, the pastor said, that he went into some detail as far as he could with a mixed congregation to some of the things that they had practiced in sin and so on and so forth. And so he said uh, that the man on the front seat of the church, there said a beautiful little 13-year-old girl, blue-eyed, blonde-haired girl. Her mother and daddy were members of the church. She had been brought up in the church, but she had never made a commitment to Christ. And so he said, this man suddenly stopped in telling some of these things and said, now, I'm not proud of any of these things, but the pastor asked me to relate some of them to you, uh, things that he had done and things that had transpired and happened in sin. And I'm not proud of it at all, but I am glad that God delivered me and saved me. And then he said, he pointed to this little girl sitting there. And he said, I'd give anything in the world if I was as clean and as innocent and as pure as that little girl. The pastor said, I spoke up and said, you're cleaner, you're purer than she is if she hasn't been born again. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. Now, let's join Ken and Lynette Hagan. Uh, one of the books, Faith Food Devotion, you know, we use this with our children. Yeah. And, and, and we got one that's a big book that's got the whole year in it, but mm -hmm. we've got four of the small books yes. like this. 
and this one the, for the winter, and it starts off with December 1. Okay. It starts out okay. the car, and then it goes to January. See for February, yeah, that's right. Uh, you know for the winter, for the, the winter, winter month. That's so right. it's all in there. It all goes. It goes through <clears throat> February, and then the March. Uh, the, the next spring one, one the spring starts. one starts with March. That's right. And that's the way they're broken up. But this is this is a great devotional. Let me go here and see January the one. Here we go. January one, resolve to grow. That's what it says. Resolve right. to grow. Resolve to grow. The the it, it, you know it says. Uh, then it has a little teaching. Yeah, it has and a little then a teaching. Confession. And then it has a confession at and the end. Just one little page here. Yes. We used to do this with our kids before they went every That's morning right. before they went to school. And then after we did this confession, we would say, "Okay, Craig, what kind of confession do you need, want to make for your life?" Yeah. And we'd say the same thing uh, to Denise, and we'd make our confessions. And so it's yeah. just a good time to have a devotion with your children. Okay, hurriedly going along, my success CD. CD, yes, it's got that's a great one. That's right. On success. <clears throat> and it's got a background music that's upbeat, and it has four songs on it. Okay. And then your CD, A Place Called There, it's yep. a wonderful, yeah, it's a great wonderful CD. CD. And your dad's book, Following God's Plan for Your Life. Yes. Hey, all of that is actually $18.95. It actually should be $36.90, and you're getting it 50% off. Seventeen ninety-five. That's All right. right. Hallelujah. Well, honey, you can go order it at Raymond.org. That's right. You can order at Raymond.org. Call toll free one eight 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 Faith ninety nine. Again, call toll free one eight 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 Faith ninety nine. You can also order online at Raymond.org. That's R H E M A dot O R G. Raymond.org. Or if you prefer to write Kenneth Hagen Ministries, our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. We always love to hear from our listeners, so write in or email us today and become a part of Rama for Today. Tomorrow, Kenneth Hagen continues his series, In Him, here on Rama for Today Radio with Ken and Lynette Hagen.